This is Hope and Health with Doctors Michelle and Mark Sherwood. Insights and interviews with a dose of straight talk to help you enjoy optimal health in all areas of life. All right, folks, we are back, and it's been a whole month since we talked to our, our buddy from Beverly Hills Precious Metals, Andrew Sorcini. Many of you have no doubt reached out and had some great experiences, but we're going to welcome back our, our friend Andrew back to the show. Andrew, thanks for being here, man. I'm happy to be back. Thank you so much. So look, um, you know, last time we we talked about really the need to have like uh, an insurance policy, if you will, for your portfolio. And that would be something like precious metals, gold and silver. You talked about the idea of gold being more of a consistent elevator and eventually silver may really get up there very, very high. And so you you kind of went through the strengths and uh, benefits of each. Um, in, in today's um, episode, I kind of want to go in two different directions. Number one, and I think this is very key, you know, uh, people's retirements are out there. Many people are in uncertain times right now. And they want to know, you know, what can I do with gold and silver? Is there, is there a way to laterally invest that? So talk about that if you would. Yeah. On, on our last podcast, we talked about um, how the stock market is cyclical and how we're probably poised for another big correction in the stock market. So now we could talk about the solution to that. And the solution would be to to um, get get some of the funds that you have in the stock market through IRAs or 401ks and uh, and exit some of those trades and roll that into or transfer those funds into a precious metals IRA. So there's two ways to do that. Let's say that you're with um, if you're with Fidelity, for example, and you have a, a couple of IRAs there, you can roll those over into an IRA that holds precious metals. And there are physical metals that are in a lockbox with your name on it in Wilmington, Delaware, stored at a depository. So so this isn't a certificate. You can actually uh, roll those funds right into a precious metals IRA. And people love that it, it is not a taxable event when you do that. So the only way that you're taxed on it is if you were to take funds out of your IRA and not reinvest them within 60 days. If you let it go past 60 days, that's a distribution. And if mm-hmm. it's a traditional IRA, you would be taxed on it. So you can roll a traditional or a Roth IRA into a precious metals IRA, and the fees are minimal. Well, that's what I was going to ask you. So there, you know, there's a traditional raw, traditional, and then there's a Roth IRA. But so you're rolling them right in there with a minimal fee, and so they're basically just transferring from one sort of um, investment concept to another. And so there's no real penalties to do that. You can do that, right? Yes, um, there's never a penalty unless you um, unless you took the funds out prior to talking with us and and you just um, got busy in your life and just forgot to reinvest it within within the 60 day threshold. So um, we do them all the time and uh, and we stay on top of it. So we're not going to let 60 days go by and not have it go reinvested into gold and silver. Um, usually the process just takes two, three, sometimes four weeks to get set up. Sometimes we mm-hmm. can have them done in less than a week. It just depends on on how willing your current IRA custodian is to help with the transfer. And people should know that there is interference that happens sometimes. 
So, uh, well, I suppose the interference would be kind of what we talked about in the last podcast that the managers of these funds or, or the custodians would probably not want to uh, give up their ability to make money on that thing, right? Is that kind of the concept? Absolutely. It's, um, we, we had a couple that were um, rolling over about 1.1 million worth, a husband and wife, and they, um, and uh, on the, the actual 28th day of trying to get this rollover done, um, the salesperson came to me and just said, Andrew, I need some help with this one. I've, uh, I've been letting these people know week after week that it's, uh, it's going to happen any day now. And I just, I can't tell them that again, they don't want to hear that anymore. So could you get on there and talk with them? So I, I called them. Oh, they're a great couple. We talk all the time. And I just, I let them know. I say, your, your current broker is probably interfering with this. Okay, the, the transfer requests are coming from our, our IRA custodian to yours. They're yeah. saying, your custodian is saying that they're not seeing those requests come through. I'm telling you that they are. And uh, they said, well, are you saying that he would be lying about it? I go, he wouldn't be the first one to do it. Yes, you mm. think that's happening. And they said, well, he's a personal friend of ours. So I very much doubt that that's what's happening. He, he comes to dinner and he knows our family and our friends. But just in case you're right, we will go down there and um, we'll just drive over there. We won't call him. We'll just go and talk with him. So they called me later that day and they said, we've got a big problem with, uh, with our current IRA. Um, at first he said, no, um, I'm not do- interfering. Later on in the same conversation, he said, yeah, I, I've received all the requests. Um, um, they said, well, have, why haven't you processed them? And he said, well, I just, uh, I feel like this isn't the right move for you guys. And I just figured if I made it, if I made Andrew and Beverly Hills Precious Metals look incompetent when it comes to taking your funds, if they can't take your funds the proper way, then how would they ever manage your account the right way? And, and I wow. said, yeah, and it happens a lot. It really does. So, so um, over the next few days, the, the gentleman did release the funds, but then he went on to taunt them. And he said, I just got people into this energy stock and they're up like 19%. This is one that you would have had and you missed it because you're in your gold and silver. And I go, wow, how, how unprofessional because what, yeah. what I, yeah, when people invest with us, I don't expect to, to, for us to, for you to hold what you've invested with us for you know, the rest of your life. There's mm-hmm. going to come a, a time when let's say that the stock market resets and let's say you can get Apple or Tesla, some of these stocks at like 60% of what they used to be. Mm-hmm. And I'll be the first one to tell you, gold and silver are up. You should probably liquidate a portion of that and go back into stocks because that's what I'm going to do. You know, yeah. I, I like stocks quite a bit, but I, I use gold and silver as a way to protect and keep what I already have worked hard for and paid taxes on. Do you, I mean, obviously you're talking about a custodian person for maybe an IRA in this example, and then you're the kind of the custodian person for the, the, the gold and silver. Do you advise people back and forth? I mean, like say someone's got $1.1 million sitting in silver. Do you, I mean, I don't know the answer to this, maybe putting you on the spot, but do you say, Hey man, it might be time to liquidate some of this. Do you do that? Yes. Um, what we do is we try to learn a little bit about the client, about the client at the very beginning. So, so if I feel like they're not going to need the funds anytime soon, then uh, we'll go heavier on silver than gold. And um, part of the reason for that is that um, you don't physically hold your own gold and silver. It has to be held in a depository. It's a government approved um, depository. And that's, that's 
how you're able to legally hold gold and silver in your IRA. You can't keep it in your gun safe at home. It's um, you just have to be okay with that. And your yeah. current IRA holdings are already out there anyway. So, so uh, they're not in your hands. So you might as well just convert it into physical gold and silver. And since you're not holding it and you like a 11, $1.1 million worth of silver, that takes up a lot of space. So, so the depository stores it there in the IRA for just a hundred dollars a year, regardless of the amount and it's insured. Mm. So, so that's like, um, to me, that's a no brainer if you're not going to need the funds now, if, yeah. So did that's you good. Plan? So yeah, like, so a person, if they have an existing RA, they can shift some over. I got that. But if they got cash laying around in a, um, a savings account or a checking account that's just there. Uh, obviously, you talked about in the last episode about how the dollar, the purchasing power is going down with hyperinflation. So the dollar value is really less. Can a person just take again and, and buy some gold and silver? And I know last time you talked about how it gets to ship, but talk about that one more time. Oh, yeah. So uh, we we physically ship gold and silver right to, to the homes or offices of our clients. So so um it's actually insured until you sign for it. And we we use discreetly packaged FedEx and UPS boxes and they have gold and silver in them. And it, it'll just come from, uh, it'll say client service department coming from Beverly Hills, California, going right to your doorstep. And you'd be surprised. It happens uh, um, every single day. It's a big, big, big business of, of uh, helping people diversify with gold and silver. Um, most people can put it in a gun safe that they have at home. It's almost everyone out there has something like that. If you don't have one, I would say uh, go to Costco and just invest in the largest safe that you can get. You can have it shipped to, you can buy it online on Costco.com mm-hmm. or Sam's Club, have it shipped to your home. And if, you, if you're if you handy or if you know someone that is, you can have it bolted down to the, to the uh, floor of your basement or garage and um, just load it up with silver. It's a, there's a lot of people out there doing it. That's pretty cool. Now, a couple things. The second thing I want to talk to you about in this one is, um, you know, there's many types of gold and silver to buy. Uh, I want you to talk about the pros and cons of each of the different types. Why would you? Why wouldn't you? Et cetera. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So after the financial crisis in 2008, um, one of the first things that Obama did when he became president is um, they they passed the uh, Dodd-Frank Act. And the Dodd-Frank Act is, is very broad in what it covers. But in, in short, just, just to explain what it is, is um, it was sold to the American people as a way to protect us from getting fleeced by the big banks who at, back prior to 2008 were um, allowing um, subprime loans and lending money to, uh, to people that could not afford to, pay, to get those loans and then hedging those loans with derivatives which essentially are bets where, where the banks actually make more money if you don't pay your loan from you than if you did pay the loan. And um, so the Dodd-Frank Act was uh, was created to protect the American people. That That's kind of the idea. But in it, many things are, were written in. And one of those things is, is that um, bullion purchases, um, I'll explain what bullion is exactly, but gold and silver bullion purchases are now reportable when you sell them. So if you ever look at uh, 
old movies and you see these, um, they open up the bank vault and you see a pallet filled with these gold bars. Oh That's yeah. Bullion. Yeah. Yeah. The bars it, or coins, if they say how much gold or silver is in them right on the item itself, that by definition is bullion. Now in the previous segment that we did last month, we discussed um, pre-1965 half dollars, quarters, and dimes. Those are semi-numismatic, which is another word for um, a coin collector. So, mm -hmm. so someone that, that has those, those are collectible coins. Those are not like a reportable asset. So, um, so the way that we were sold that, that bullion being reporting is good is that, um, let's say I knew somebody that owned a drug cartel and uh, they're the leader of a drug cartel and they need somewhere to wash millions of dollars worth of um, illicit funds. They could buy $5 million worth of gold from us today and then sell it back to us tomorrow and then repeat that process every day. And that's how they could wash their dirty funds. And mm -hmm. uh, so the government says, okay, well, the reason why this is good is we want to be able to catch the bad guys. And I'm, I'm all for that. But most people feel that it's also a way to know what you have because the gold and silver is not in the, uh, it's not in the banking system. It's outside of it. So mm -hmm. um, that's a way for the, for the banks and government to know exactly what you have. So, so the, the bullion, the government can track because you actually have to report that, but the semi numismatic no on that. Correct. Um, back in the day, before 1933, there were $20 gold pieces that were about the size of a silver dollar, and they have an ounce of gold in them, and those fall into the non-reportable category. So um, that's what we help our clients acquire in order to protect what they have. There are people that just that have so much of it just put away, and, and it's going up in value at times right now when the dollar is buying less. So, so they're winning at a time when, uh, when things are stacked against us a little bit. So someone contacts you and they say, hey, you know, I, I, I've been listening to this. <laughs> I heard you on um, Helping Hope and Health with Drs. Mark and Michelle. And they contact you and they say, hey, you know, I've got, um, I don't know, let's say uh, $5,000. I'm just throwing a round number out there. And they say, I want to buy some uh, precious metals and I, I don't need to be uh, liquidating it anytime soon. What are you going to recommend? I'm going to say go all silver for that for sure. It's um, I would say go all silver and uh, and just hold it for as long as you can. It's um, it's going to go up in value. It's um, I hope it goes up in value right away, but usually it's going to take some time. Um, I had some clients that from Texas that uh, that initially did a ten million dollar purchase in silver, big clients, and eventually them and their friends all did like twenty five million, and this is in two thousand fourteen. And for three years, all I did was field calls from them saying, silver's not moved. I mean, everything else has gone up. Bitcoin's gone up. Everything's gone up. Real estate's gone up. Stocks have gone up, but my silver's not moved. And then uh, once the once March of 2020 hit and um, and the COVID, um, you know, COVID was here and people are um, in Los Angeles actually did the lockdown first and then New York and it, it's... Um, 
people, silver just took off. It went to like $28 an ounce. And now the, when these guys call, we just, we just chat about what's happening in the world and they're not worried about it at all. I wish for everybody silver could go up in value right away, but it's um, sometimes it takes some time and you just have to be prepared and be patient and let it do what it's, what it's supposed to do. Um, there are times when I do recommend gold over silver. So um, one scenario could be, let's say you own two homes and you've rented one out for years. And let's say you're getting up there in age, you're 75, 80 years old, and you're just like tired of doing these repairs in that rental home. And things turned into more of a nuisance and I've made money off of it my whole life. So why don't I sell that home? And, uh, and now you have all this cash in the bank. And you get scared when you have cash in the bank because you go, well, you know, it's uh, maybe I should convert that into something that's just a little bit more solid, something where I could uh, feel like I have a tangible real asset like I did when I had the real estate. And um, and for those people, I would say do mostly gold, because uh, if you're 75 to 80 years old and those are funds that that you might need to maybe you want to leave it to your family or maybe you might need it for something else. I, I don't want you to to buy silver and then two months later sell it when it's basically the same price or even a little bit less and sell it back to us at a loss. I want you to be able to to use it as a store of value, and um, that's what what gold can truly be. Is um, for anybody that's had what you consider to be a large amount of cash in the bank, it you think that idea is something that you're excited about. I want to have a lot of cash in the bank, but when you do you're worried about it because you're thinking about all the ways that you can lose and uh, you need a store of value. And you're having to report that too, right? The whole time. Absolutely. Right? So the bank knows about it, but if you have this asset in your safe or in a storage facility that you provide as well for a hundred dollars a year, um, that is something you really don't have to report. Correct. Exactly. It's um. I'm never um, suggesting to anybody, and I know you didn't suggest it either. But I'm not, right. never telling anybody to not pay taxes on anything. But right. I just feel like um, like if you own gold and silver, it should be your business and and the person you bought it from's business, and that's it. And for me, you figure with the tax rate that you're at, you're giving away maybe a little bit more than a third of what you earn per year. Then you're paying in California 10% sales tax on everything. And then you factor inflation, I, we're maybe keeping like 40 cents on the dollar, maybe maybe less. So so I just yeah. want, to, want to be able to own something and just have it just be my business. Well, like you mentioned in the first time you were on, you talked about the bartering system that um, can be useful. Like if you don't, uh, if things go south and we have a, a cyber attack, for example, in our banking system, which is not out of the question, ladies and gentlemen, at all, and things get locked down for you know, two or three or four weeks. Um, how are you going to get around? How what's the what's the going to be your currency of barter? You're going to be buying buying and selling by trading services or goods, right? And many times, gold or silver could be used for that modality, right? Yeah, it absolutely can and would be. Um, back in after the financial crisis in 08, um, Greece, the the country of Greece was almost bankrupt, and um, they had to do what's called a bail in. Back at that time, we in the United States, we only knew about bailouts because the banks were all getting bailed out. AIG got bailed out. Well, Greece had a bail-in. And a bail-in is when, is when a government can take a portion of your savings account 
to help um, contribute to um, to a pool of funds that can help offset a bankruptcy. And mm. uh, and when that when that news hit, the people in Greece just went straight to the ATMs. The ATMs were empty. So so what if you're um, what if you're somebody that's not in good health, or elderly, and you can't rush to the front of the ATM, and you don't have somebody that could do that for you, and you don't have cash at home, then you you would have to just go to your neighbor and just say, hey, I'm in a tough situation here, and I just um, mm-hmm. can you help me out and and uh, just give me a, a few things. Like you would actually have to ask people to help you. Well, if you had gold and silver that you could barter with, then um, then you would have a currency that you could buy things with. And I have clients that um, that in World War II um, escaped Europe and came here with the clothes on their back and with um, and with gold and silver in their pockets as young children. Wow. But it's um, really, it, it's always been the world's currency and, um, and it still is. Mm. That is so powerful. I mean, I, I think that... Um... This has been so encouraging this episode. And so, Andrew, okay, so people out here, they, you know, got to know you. How do they, if, for those of you maybe hearing you for the first time, how they contact you and how do they get their hands on, well, two things, the advice that's so valuable that you give. And secondly, if they want to do some kind of a, a purchase or switch of some sort, how do they get a hold of you? Oh, you should start with our website. Go to bh-pm.com. So it's a bh like beverly hills dash pm.com and click on any of the red buttons that say uh, first time customer or uh, free consultation and uh, this is a low pressure deal just call uh, just let it give us your information give us your first name last name email address phone number say say that uh dr doctors mark and lisa sent you and uh and um um, a couple sentences about yourself. Say, I have an old 401k and I just want to see if I could roll that 401k into uh, a precious metals IRA. Or um, um, I'm a beginner. I, I don't know who to trust. I feel like I might want to do something, but let me um, just give me a call. Do that. And people should also um, look out for red flags out there. It's, um, you know, if you learn about a, a reputable company that can offer gold and silver, through someone that you know and trust, like uh, Dr. Mark, then um, then check us out. It's um, um, if you decide to go elsewhere and and call some of the other companies, um, don't fall for any of the high pressure stuff. It's um, we don't do any high pressure here. It's um, um, gold and silver is here today. It's going to be here tomorrow, and it'll be here next week, and be here next month. It's um, so um, get comfortable with us first. Well, I will echo those sentiments exactly. Um, I got to know Andrew just like he is suggesting that you get to know him as well. We've talked a lot. We've talked uh, personally, professionally. We've seen each other at a few events, and uh, I feel super honored and very comfortable with introducing him to you, our friends and family and community out there across the world. So uh, give him a call. You know, what What do you got to lose? You know, nothing. Get the free consult. Tell them we sent you. And, um, you know, you might need some gold and silver. That's what we did, my wife and I, because we wanted a little bit of insurance policy. And um, we're uh, very comfortable with our decision. And I, I think you will be, too. So, Andrew, thank you again. I appreciate you. And um, we'll look forward to seeing you next month again. All right. It will be great. I can't wait to be back. 
All right, folks, there you go. Another um, wonderful episode from our one of our experts, in this case, our financial expert, Andrew Sorcini. We'll look forward to seeing you next time on Hope and Health. Bye for now. Doctors Mark and Michelle Sherwood and their clinic can help you find the hope and health you were created to enjoy. Go to Sherwood.tv for clear, proven ways you can be healthier. Subscribe at Sherwood.tv.